John chapter 14, we're going to start in verse 12 today. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. The title of the message today is The Ministry of the Greater. Before we get started, let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time and ask His blessings. Father, we just come to You right now, Lord. Lord, I just ask that You take me right now and use me the way You would, however You want to. Lord, whatever You want to do, I ask that You just make me an open vessel. Father, I ask that You help me get myself out of the way, that You would anoint me right now to speak, and that the Holy Ghost would be in this place, Lord, ministering to the hearts of those that are here Begin preparing their hearts and minds to receive this word right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Like I said, the title is The Ministry of the Greater. You know, Jesus was talking here and He said, Greater works than these shall He do that believes in Me. You see, the thing about Jesus that always amazes me, you know, He did a lot of great things while He was here. There's no doubt in my mind that <clears throat> through the things He did, he, he showed evidence that He was the Son of God. He did things that people can't even hardly imagine are, are real unless you saw them. Amen. But you know, all the great things He did, He still left us a ministry of greater things to do. Now that just amazes me. When I stop and think about the wonderful things that God does for us, You see, He didn't give you just a little bit. Some of you here today are happy with just a little bit. You say, I got my little bit and I'm fine. I don't need no more than that. Y'all remember though, there was a commercial a long time ago. I don't even remember what the product was, but their slogan was, a little dab will do you. Some of y'all are sitting here today thinking, a little dab will do me. But you see, Jesus didn't come to give you just a little dab. He told you in this verse we just read that greater things than these will He do that believes on Me. And I want y'all to understand today that if you want it, if you're interested in more than just a dab, that there is a ministry of the greater that is available for you. You see, you don't have to just be satisfied with a little dab. You know, we had some good services last week. And I hope somebody in this place is ready to shout and rejoice today because they got a little taste of something last week that maybe you ain't ever had or maybe you ain't had in a long time. And you remember now all of a sudden that that little dab you thought was getting you by ain't enough to keep you satisfied anymore. You need something greater than that little dab. You need something greater than just salvation to get you into heaven and, and that's enough. So see, that ain't enough for me. I want something greater in my life than I've ever seen before. I've seen some great and wonderful things in my life. I've seen God do things that just amazes me sometimes. <clears throat> but you know what? That ain't enough. I want a little more. And you know, when I get that little more, I'm going to want some more. It's like a drug, y'all. It's, it's, it's like something... Uh, the, the, on this earth that would 
pull you in into addiction and you think, oh, i got to have it. Except there's no bad consequences for it. You see, you can just indulge. You can take part in to whatever degree you want to and there won't be any consequences for it. All that you'll get is just more good. You understand that? See, God sent us here for a reason. <coughs> he sent His Son to, to show you what that reason was. Now somebody here today is hungry. Somebody came this morning thinking, man, I've got to get to church because I'm lacking. I, I need something in me right now. And I want to tell you all today, it's here for the taking. It's available if you want it bad enough. All you've got to do, see, Jesus laid it out for you. And I'm going to read you some verses here in a minute. In fact, let me just read them right now. I think it's real interesting that He chose to follow up verse 12 with verse 13 and 14, not just because the numbers fit it. He says in verse 13, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Now I want you all to notice, there is no, there is no stipulations in this, okay? Amen. You see, Jesus spoke very plainly and very concisely, very to the point on everything He said. He didn't beat around the bush. Verse 13 says, And whatsoever. What does whatsoever mean? It means Whatever. Somebody say, whatever. whatever. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name. Did He say anything except? Did He say anything but? Did He say if? No. Only if He said is if you ask it in my name. You see? The only stipulation there is that is it in the name of Jesus. He said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I'll get around to it. No. He said, I will do it. So you see, if you come today looking for something more than you have, what's this word tell you? All you got to do is ask in His name. You see, it is His will. You don't have to sit and ponder, is it God's will that... Is this the right time? Is, is God wanting to move in my life? Does He want to do something for me? See, His will was just explained to you. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Did you come seeking the greater today? See, there's a ministry of the greater. You can be just a, a get-by, run-of-the-mill, everyday average Christian if you want to be. But there's this whole other ministry out there of the greater that's waiting on you to step into it. It's available. It's right there. You say, well, I don't really want to be that involved. Well, that's okay. You can be just fine where you are. But I'm going to tell you all something. You know, there's, a, there's an old saying, I have tasted, and it is good. Amen? Amen. You get a little taste of it in... And you come back and tell me then if it's good or not. I promise you, you get a little taste of what we had in this place last Sunday morning and last Sunday night, and y'all may think I'm weird. 
I don't know what your background is. I don't know where you came from, what kind of experiences you had in church. But I'm going to tell you right now, you get a taste of it, and all those misconceptions are going to pass away. You're going to say, oh my goodness, what have I been missing? I didn't realize this was available to me. I didn't realize that it could be this good. I've always thought them people were weird and quacky. But oh no, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost falls on you, and something changes inside you. You get a taste of what real greatness, real might, real power is all about. Man, there's people all over this town that's going to look at, at, at Christians that understand something about the Holy Ghost and they're going to say, oh, that's just a bunch of religious nuts. And they'll make fun of them. But you get a taste of it. You give God an opportunity to move. See, look, I want you all to understand something. This isn't something that's made up. This is something that God provided for a reason. It is a source of power. It's a source of joy. Oh man, he preached on that last week. Joy in the Holy Ghost. I guarantee you, you need joy. That's a surefire way to find it. You get in the presence of God and see if there ain't some joy that spills out onto you. I know every time I get in the presence of God, there's going to come a point where I can't do nothing but just laugh. I can't help but laugh because His presence is so real in my life. You see, there's joy to be found when you're in the ministry of the greater. Because it's greater than anything you have in you right now. Now y'all sit there and you shake your head, nod, whatever. I don't care. What I'm trying to tell you though is there's something more out there for you if you want it. There's too many Christians today that are just happy to get the little bit they need and go on down the road. You have to ask yourself a question today. Why did Jesus bring you into His kingdom? I want you to really think about that for a minute. Why did He bring you in? Well, there's, there's several reasons. There's several reasons why He brought you in. You see, the first and foremost reason that comes to my mind is explained in John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe on Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the first and foremost reason why God opened the doors of heaven and said, Come in. See, He made a way for you. But there's more than that. Some people stop right there and say, I'm in. I'm here. You know, if you're playing a, a game of baseball, and I'm going to tell you all right now, it just irritates the fool out of me to see little kids play baseball games and they all get congratulated if they get to first base. There's more to it than just first base, ain't there? You know, we, we teach our kids mediocrity. It's okay if you just showed up to play today. That's good. That's good. That ain't No, that's not what the game is about, is it? 
The game is about how many times can you get across home plate after you've hit the other bases. See, that's what the game is about. That's how the game is won, is by crossing home plate and scoring, putting scores up on the board. But some some kids are just happy to, oh, I got a hit. Yay! What have you taught them? You've taught them that you try, that's good enough. But see, I am from a little bit different generation, and some of y'all are even further than that, where you understand what it means to win. And when you understand what it means to win, you get a feeling of what it means to strive and to try to win and what it means to lose. Man, I'll tell you what, I don't know how many times I went home just heartbroken because I lost. But what did that do? Did it, did it make me want to go sit in my room in the corner and never come out again? No. It put a greater desire in me to win the next time I went to play. That don't mean I'm going to win. But the desire to do more is there, you see? We've got too many mediocre Christians today. There's too many of y'all. Listen, I'm talking to y'all today. I ain't talking to anybody else outside of these buildings. I'm talking to you. There's too many of you today that's mediocre. You say, well, I tried. I got on first base. What else do you want? I want you to go home. You see, I want you to put a score up on the board. That's, that's the goal is to score. So you can be mediocre and you can ride the bench and sit in the dugout and you can you say, okay, well, I'm not all that good, so I'm going to be a towel boy. Whatever you want to do, but I'm going to tell you, the ones that get the recognition are the ones that score. I guarantee you there will not come a time when there will be professional players that are all just able to get to first base. If you want to be go play in the pros, you're going to have to be able to get to home plate. Y'all, I'm serious. This is straight from God today. God sent me to tell you that you can be mediocre if you want to, but if you want to see blessings in your life, you've got to look for something greater. You've got to look for something outside the box. You've got to step out a little bit. You've got to stretch a little. <clears throat> you know, there ain't ever a time that somebody was good at baseball just because they decided one day I'm going to play. No. Somebody had to teach them. Somebody had to practice. They had to put forth effort. They had to exercise. They had to keep trying and keep trying. I don't know how many times Caleb has been playing a game or doing something, and he'll say, I can't do this one. You do it. And I say, Caleb, you won't ever be able to do it if you don't try. You see, there's going to come times you're going to get beat down, but you've got to get back up again. You've got to keep trying. You won't ever get any better. You, you think, well, I'm not all that great. Well, you won't ever get no better if you don't try to go past first base. If first base is all you're looking for, you won't ever be any better than first base. I'm telling you today, people, if you're happy where you're at, that's fine. But don't expect God to move more powerfully in your life just because you say, God, I want you to move more powerfully in my life. 
You've got to expect Him to. You've got to reach and dig and work and try and, and see if God can't do something that you never saw Him do before. You see, God's not going to move unless you want Him to move. And you've got to have desire. Y'all know what desire is. Americans have lost what the true meaning of desire is. I don't want for anything, y'all. You think about that. I guarantee you can find the poorest person in this room right now. And you compare them to what poor was 30 years ago. We don't want for anything. Oh man, yeah, we come up with stuff all the time. Oh, I'd sure like to have one of those. That'd be nice. But do you have to have that to get by? No. It's just things. See, true desire comes out of necessity. You know, they always said necessity is the mother of invention. Well, necessity is also the mother of desire. And you know, there ought to come a time in your life, and y'all listen to me for a minute, there ought to come a time in your life when you say, God, I desire more of you. You see, that comes from necessity, people. That comes from needing something. Not just wanting, but needing. Somebody say need. Need. Listen, I need God in my life. I cannot make it without Him. You know, I went, I went a couple days this week forgetting about the joy that I was supposed to have. And then I remembered, oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to have joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, wait a minute. I am a, the head, not the tail. I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. The King, the King of kings and Lord of lords is my master. Oh, man, let me tell you all something about the greater. Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all just listen for a minute. Y'all think about this now. The Prince of Peace. Let me tell y'all something about a prince. What do y'all know about princes? I ain't talking about no singers. You know, there was a time, there probably still is in some countries, where there was a king. And a king had a kingdom, right? He had wealth. He had possessions. He had land. And he, man, the greatest thing for a king was to have a son born to him. Why? That's his prince. He's the one that's going to carry on the name, you see. He's the one that's going to inherit everything. Well, I want y'all to understand something about what Jesus did, okay? Jesus came. Now, he's the prince. He's the son of the of the Most High God. But what did He do? He didn't just give you a little. You know, in typical fashion, a prince is after what he can get. But what did Jesus do? Did He come and show out and just say, oh, his, this is how it ought to be done. Watch me. No. Now He did. He showed us what greatness was. But what did He do? He left some for us. He said, "He said, oh, this is great what y'all see me doing, but y'all watch this. Listen. He said, greater things than these shall you do. Amen. Amen? That's what being the prince is to God, you see. God provided a way that we can come into that same kind of inheritance. Listen, listen. That same blessing 
that Jesus had, the same power that Jesus had, is available to you. Man, ain't that amazing? Listen, y'all get this in your spirit now. Think about this for a minute. You see, He didn't come and just take everything with Him. No, He left the greater behind for us. The ministry of the greater blessing is there for you if you want it. Why would we not want that? Man, any other time, I guarantee you, if y'all was to go to work tomorrow and the boss man came on the job and said, well, I'm going to give you a check today for $2,000 because I think you've been doing a good job. How many of y'all would say, no, that's okay. I'm pretty comfortable right where I'm at. I don't think I want that. Man, wouldn't a single person in here turn down $2,000 right now? I guarantee you. I guarantee if it was me, I'd be like, you got one for me too, right? Now I've been working. See, that's desire. That's what desire is. Now, if you're going to desire money and things of this world like that, where is your desire for things that are greater? Oh, listen, this stuff's going to pass away, y'all. I know y'all know this. This ain't some mighty revelation from God. This is stuff all of us know, but where is that desire? You see, I look around today, and I'm including myself in this. I'm not above y'all. I see a whole lot of people that have been happy with mediocre. You have been happy with just that little bit. But why? See, the whole time, God's got that check waving at you. Look, right here, $2,000. Do you want it? And we're all like, hmm, oh, not so much. Man, I don't know about y'all, but I want the check. I want the blessings of God in my life. And y'all wonder sometimes, why, why ain't God blessing me like He blesses them? Well, maybe because they got desire. Maybe because they want to serve Him. Maybe because they're stretching a little further than, than first base. You see, you can't expect home plate blessings when you're on first base. 